Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J and that pain in the ass, Choppy. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. It would have been a little earlier if the fucking Canasta tournament didn't didn't let out late on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. What a shit show. So you guys all know my commute, right? I complain about it all the fucking time on social media. So the plan was Jay wanted to record tonight because his schedule is jacked up and he'll talk. I'll, I'm going to give him the floor in a second. Yeah. So I made a plan. I'm like, you know what, dude? I don't get home until like 9.15, 9 o'clock, 9.15, right? I normally get my second bus at like 724 or 728 like that. You know, it takes me like an hour and change to get home. So when I realized that Jay wanted to do this, instead of Jay driving all the way out here, he actually lives around the area where I actually get off the bus when the first when the f- bus first hits Staten Island. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, this is perfect. You can fucking scoop me up. We'll, we'll, we'll save about a half hour time. And you fucking scoop me up. On, basically, you're on your way to me anyway. Yeah. Grab me and shoot over there. Of course, the one night I want I want this to go well, my fucking second bus doesn't come for 30 minutes. So I'm stuck on fucking Fifth Avenue in the middle of fucking Richtown, right? Because my first bus was, was 10 minutes late. So when it's 10 minutes late, it goes up York Avenue to 57th Street and then bangs the right and goes all the way up to the avenues. It goes from York Avenue to 12th Avenue and I get off on 6th. So I go half the ride. But every fucking rich, geriatric, 100-year-old socialite leaving their, their girlfriend's houses, uh, their, their, their penthouses, I should say, for condominiums, they fucking, every, what they do is they get on. They don't want to walk the two blocks because they're old and it's cold, so you can't blame them there. But like when fucking five of them get on every stop, Five of them want to get off. So by the time I took, it took me. I got on at like nine after seven. I didn't get until I didn't get to Sixth Avenue until seven thirty one. So then I waited a half hour. So I fucking messaged Jay. I'm like, I'm not gonna make any time soon. But I made it around the same time. I would use go if I would have missed my first bus, and I did. So it kind of worked out. Um, but it's been insane. Like I mentioned on last ep- last week's episode, and I'll give Jay the floor. It's been insane with the city. Yeah. Uh, we're like short staffed, like significantly on in on and probably every city agency right now is ridiculously short staffed. Oh, not a, not according to uh, you know our leader in the city. Uh, you yeah, know, that it, fucking not, dildo. If you you know, it's you know it is what it is. I mean, you know, you you send people home. You know, it's I, I, I'm I was we were talking about it 
before. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of, if I, I understand both sides of the argument. Shout I, out to Kid Human. He fixed it. I, I, I put the wrong link up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, word up. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on, I, I understand both sides of the argument. You know, I don't want to go on too long about it, but, you know, it's basically, essentially what it comes down to is across the board is, you know, Last week's heroes are this year's unemployed. I mean, call it what you want. I, I, I understand wherever you fall on this, unfortunately, everything's politicized. We went from essential to ex, to expendable. Yeah, I love that. Somebody, somebody actually came to the garage with that shirt, and I was like, oh, that's fucking, that's a sweet, sweet shirt. And it's that's a thousand percent the truth. And it's a shame. And how do you expect people to, to, to you know, give it their all and do what they have to do, what they were born to do, and... It's 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 bizarre. Uh, it's it's still bizarre, uh, and to me, I it's it leaves a you know it leaves a kind of a poor taste in your mouth, you know. And listen, this isn't maybe this isn't the platform for that, but yeah, shit's been crazy. So we're kind of we're kind of calling it <laughs> we're going old school, calling it in the ring, at, you know, week by week. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I I mentioned it today this morning. I cut a, I cut a little video, I cut a little promo this morning on the way to work. Um. I, and we got about five. I, doing the math, we got about five episodes left till the new year, unless Jay and I do something extra, which again, d- it all d- decides on on Jay because right now, I'm at the mercy of the fucking city anyway between my work and now Jay, <laughs> right? But like, it depends on his schedule and and what's going on at home and shit like that. So, we promise you, we uh, we've just finished the rest of the month's itinerary. We have one show booked next month. For December seventeenth, we don't know if we're gonna have a full house for the Christmas party yet. We're working on it right as we speak. I, I, I got a, we messaged all the wizards. I got one. Matt says he may not be able to make because he took off all that time for AEW the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and even like you said, in, in my case, you know, I was supposed to be on vacation this week and working. You know, right, right. <laughs> you that, that, that was and that was the plan too. Jay's like, oh, I'm on vacation next week. I'm gonna come over. We're gonna rock some shit. I'm like, yeah, we'll do that. And then when when this happened, I was like, oh. And then on top of that, we had the election on Tuesday. Yeah, that's gonna fuck up stuff even more. No matter even no matter what side you're on right now, it's everything's like Jay said. He he said in the car in pre-production, he said, "Phil, we're in an upside down fucking situation right now," and he's absolutely right. Um, so instead of crying over spilt milk, we're gonna roll us. Was that someone somebody knocking? Someone knock? Hello? No. No, okay, maybe not. No, it was my chair. No. Someone really knocked? No. No, I guess not. That was fucking. That was creepy. Okay. Yeah, I'm no one. I really don't. Really don't talk to my neighbors. Really, I have the. There's a Central American lady who's down the hall with her with her screaming child. Yeah. I got the dude next door. He never leaves his house. My mom even met him before I did, and I lived. I've been here almost two years. <laughs> um, I don't know anybody really. I don't really. I really commiserate, um, and then, and then you have the Albanian mafia upstairs. Oh so, yeah, so you don't fuck you with don't them. Fuck with them? No, not at all. They make good pizza, though. They do. They do make good pizza. They do make good pizza. So instead of instead of crying over spilt milk, instead of instead of uh, you know living in this bubble that we're living in, we're not going to. We're going to live our lives. We're going to do what we got to do. Roll our sleeves up and just carry on because we do the work that no one else wants to do. And on top of that, we podcast on top of that. So how about that? You guys are going to get the fucking, you're going to reap all the benefits of our anger and our love for wrestling at the same time. 
Um, so yeah, it's been a deal, man. It's been a deal. You might get me. You might even get a couple more filatorials out of me. I don't know. I'm, I I've been inspired lately to to do a little more. Um, I'm just you know it's, it's a matter of time, and um, I'm I'm probably gonna have a little more free time on my hands. So I'll prob maybe I'll try to work on some things. I'm just exhausted from work. Um, it and it's only gonna get busier, which is good for me. It's job security, but in the same breath, I'm exhausted. So. Uh, I'm kind of glad we're doing it tonight. I could sleep in tomorrow. Yeah. And I could fucking do my thing. So, and we picked the perfect time because we got all this breaking news. Jesus Christ. It was fuck. What, what did I say? Red, red, red Thursday. Tonight. Red Thursday. Maybe, that's, maybe we should call that the name of the episode. Jesus red Thursday. Red Thursday. It's <laughs> insane. The slashing. Seriously. Um, yeah, I must tell you, it's a, it's a fucking deal, man. It is a fucking deal. Um, all right, so where do you want to go first? Because you weren't here last week. Yeah. So well, I, I, the the ROH thing was kind of, you know, I, I guess it's as time has gone on, it's not as surprising. I think this is definitely due to the pandemic happening last year. I think that really kind of stopped a lot of momentum. And a lot of revenue, obviously, for a lot of companies. Right. Um, and like I said, Sinclair is a, they're a TV um, company. They're, they're rich. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're having women of wrestling, gl- uh, gl- uh, Glow. I'm they're bringing saying. that back, yeah. Is it Glow or Wow? Uh, I think wow. it's Women of Wrestling. Yeah. Tessa Blanchard's on that now, apparently. And, you know, so they're, they're already doing that. You know, so to not have ROH2 is, is, is bizarre, but... You know they're doing they're closing out the year. They're still doing their. I think they're gonna do their final battle. I think they still got yeah, it slated. The, the, the Briscoes are actually gonna defend the the GCW titles at the last oh, card. Awesome. So yeah. um, see what happens there. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like bittersweet. Like you like, you know, ROH has been around since O two, right? O one, O two, something like that. Yeah. So to me, you know, you you almost don't want to see it go. Like it's. It's been been around longer than WCW was around. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Essentially, you know, hundred percent. You know, so hopefully they. I know they're saying that they're going dark, and you know, so I I I don't think it's the end of it. I think it's just kind of you know, let let the talent go where they want. I I think that's the right thing to do. I think that's going to be kind of the the narration of the today's episode because we're going to be talking the same thing about. WWE getting hold cut. on hold on uh, I just want to make sure we're live oh all. we're live yeah I'm sorry go ahead and Echo they uh, but yeah you know you, you, you see this and then WWE letting the talent go I, I, I think it's just one of those where it's like okay we're not doing anything with you you know for the most part especially ROH hey we're gonna go dark we're gonna try to circle the wagons and figure what's going on over here so I, I, I I'm not mad at the move but I'm kind of like I said, it's bittersweet for me. So we'll see what happens. What are they talking about? May twenty twenty two, April twenty twenty two. Yeah, is there like already? Is there already? I, I, did you listen to last week's episode? Yeah. Okay. So yes, they, there's a couple of venues booked already. They have cards booked already. I think they're just going to reevaluate their. Yeah, their, but they let the talent go. Well, I mean, what are these guys going to do? You're going to hold them? Well, like you're, you're right, but there's like, so much money to be made now at you, this point. Are you booking? But you're booking the shows to. You know, and you don't have cards. Yeah, you don't have wrestlers, I should say. Right. You know, you're you're assuming that Roosh may not get picked up by an AEW or 
you know, WWE. WWE the, just trimmed Jay, a lot of fat. Jay Lethal, the, Gr- the Bris- uh, Jonathan Gresham, how, the Briscoes. How, how, I mean, that'd be a great, great podcast. How Lethal has never gone to the E, or, you know, to me, is peculiar, especially within the last few years. He even got the Ric Flair endorsement. Oh, God, yeah. Ric I Flair just, even put him over. You know, to, to to see him, I remember him in Jersey All Pro. I remember in yeah, Choppy. Choppy talks about Choppy had college classes with him. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, you you, you they got the shows, but I I don't know. It's it's a bizarre thing. Like I said, I don't I don't think it's the end, but you know, is it something where like where PWG went dormant for a while and then well, Chikara did the same and thing and then came back? Well, yeah, but Chikara Ch- had different issues though. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, you know, PWG came back and came back with a fury. I, you know, listen. Ideally, you like to think this. I think any wrestling company that starts now, for the most part, and has the right pieces, can make it. Look at GCW. I mean, GCW is just straight up on fire right now. Yeah, and you got you got you got those guys. You got NWA making noise. Impact is. Always, for whatever reason, somehow or another, they're twenty years old next year. They're they're never gonna. I, I can't wait to start doing them. I know because there, there's some really. I know it's like the twenty. What do we say the twenty year limit or whatever? No, I mean we we we've done we've done less than, yeah. but we we try to keep it as as golden as possible. Yeah, you know, but um, you know, there, there there's a few companies right there, but you know, listen, there's people that are making decisions there that make more money than me. You oh know? no, I mean, yeah. You know? It, but they, but there's you, a reason behind it. No, there's a reason behind all the madness. There's a method. To, the method to the madness too. It's 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 it's, as I always say, that kind of party. Yeah. So, um, all right. So where do we want to go? Because there's we we got we got breaking news. We can get into. We got the the Moxley thing. Yeah, Moxley. Uh. So I mean, so I, you, I you have an interesting take on on the Moxley. I do, I do. So uh, if you guys didn't know, CM Punk actually cut a promo last night on AEW. Uh, even saying it that that Moxley checked himself into a rehab um, for uh, alcohol abuse, right? I think it's alcohol abuse. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna premise my my theory because I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this because I don't like I don't like Moxley at all as a character. I didn't say he's a bad person, but being a child of of a of a parent who died from addiction, uh. Step parents addicted friends. I lost cousins. I lost uncles and friends, and I lost partners on the ambulance from overdoses. Anybody who can battle an addiction and step up and then take care of it, the way you know what I'm saying. Anybody yeah. who can take the initiative and be like, "All right, guess what? I have a problem. I'm going to step away from what I'm doing and fix my life and do it." Um, is is will get all the credit in the world from me. If he can come out of this clean and come out of this healthy and still be a productive member of society and not commit a crime, be a jerk-off and be good to animals, and then he can be a good sports entertainer to all the fans that love him, and more importantly, he could be a good husband and a good dad now. He just he literally just had a baby like weeks ago. Yeah. Um, then you, you always have my support and admiration, okay, as a person. Then I listened to Chris Jericho's podcast this morning. <laughs> oh, with, with Mox. With Moxley. And Moxley has a book out, right? So I'm not saying the, the act is disingenuous, but doesn't it seem kind of odd that the kid, the book, 
and then all of a sudden I'm going into rehab? Like, you don't know you have a problem at this point. You had a baby. You know, you're on this wrestling schedule. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're wrestling in different promotions. You put the book out. Like, it's like you don't know you have a problem. Like, I, I could see if he... You know, I don't know how far into his addiction he was. I don't, I don't know how bad he needed a drink every day. I don't, know, I don't know his his routine. I just find it very disingenuous that he conveniently checked into rehab as the book comes out. As the like, almost like, hey, look, I'm going into rehab. Buy my book. Yeah. You know, hey, I'm my, I just had a baby. Buy my book. You know, it's like I feel like he basically put his addiction on hold. So he can get all these things out of the way, and then be like, "Okay, I'm done now. I gotta step away and 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 and, and get this help, or my or my wife's gonna divorce me, yeah. or I might lose my job, yeah. or I might get arrested, or I can catch a a, a felony, or I can uh, drive drunk, or drive under the influence or something. You don't know. So like, I feel like it's 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 just doesn't you know it all like doesn't something's not kosher in the deli. You know, yeah. if that, if that again, I could I I'm probably totally wrong. I'm probably totally wrong, but I just I'm listening to it, and it was a great podcast, by the way. Mm-hmm. He he's a very he's very um, uh, polarizing is the word I want to use because he's very very transparent. Mox, we have that in common. Mox and I, we're very transparent. We don't give a shit. There's no filter. And the problem with that is either you get, either you're liked or you're not liked as a person. Yeah, okay, between right, and he basically painted himself into a corner when when he was in WWE. To the point where he made himself miserable, he knew he wasn't getting any any further where he was, and he walked away from from a from a failed uh, a, a tenure. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not saying he failed. The situation the, failed him. The system failed. The system failed him. Right. Um, and that's we'll, we'll, that that'll segue into fucking today's monkey fuckery. Yeah. But um, I'll give you the floor. I just I just I feel like it's just. It's it all just doesn't make sense to me right I now. I think I think it's I think I might be a little bit closer t- to it because of stuff that's happening with me. Like, listen, I I haven't had a drink in over nine months, you know. And you know anybody that you know me pretty well, like that's that was a that's who would have thought, you know that that would never happen. And I don't think I had a problem per se, um, but. You know, sometimes things happen and you're forced to look at yourself from a from like an airplane's view. And like you said, I think I think you would attribute it to, you know, him having a kid. I think I think that's solely what it rests on. I think, you know, I think the the, you know, him having his ways and you know maybe he's used to like he I, I was telling you I just seen the thing with him I just seen the Nick Gage dark side of the ring and he says there's no better feeling than uh, you know having a, a death match and after you're done going in the back and you know your blood's all over yourself and you light up a cigarette and have a beer like you have a beer with the guy that you just had the match with he goes there's no better feeling than that and you can get that, and I understand it uh, in the sense of that, you know, there was there was virtually there was very few feelings that were better than when you would first go to a bar and have a beer in your first sip, and you know, there's very few 
feelings that would that would t- top that. And like you said, the idea is, you know, now you get older, you you, you realize priorities change, and I, and that was something I was guilty of myself. And I'm listen, I'm not on no fucking soapbox here. I'm just trying to delve into his head, and I I I think having the kid did that i think you know you you realize that your root your i don't want to say routines but your yeah i guess routines of what you normally do don't exactly age too well i just i just happened to meet today a friend sent a video from six years ago and it was a buddy's 30th birthday party and i was like i don't even remember fucking being there like straight right. up, I was there. But I don't remember being there. Right, and it's a bizarre feeling. It's a bizarre, it's a bizarre feeling being on this side of it. And uh, to me, I'll fix it. <laughs> and to me, I'll, uh, you know, you look at that, and I got, you know, I got, I got a different thing when I when I seen it. I laughed because I was like, I wonder if he, like I said, to me, wants to better himself for his kid you know if, if if that makes sense as i'm trying to fix the mic now hold on a second <laughs> i just moved it around i got it. i'm good uh but I, I i see what you're saying the timing is definitely peculiar which is hilarious because you would look at me and you would if i was just you know what we were even talking about too about before before here like if, if somebody was listening to what I was saying about like the stock market and all this. Right, shit. right, right, right. They would be like, "Yeah, motherfucker." Please. I didn't mean to hit home with you. I no, was, I know what you're saying. I though. because my listen, you know me, and we had a conversation right before the summer when you had your stuff going on. You had called me, and I'll never forget this. It was a Sunday night, and um, it was a Sunday night, and I was home, and you called, and you said, "This, this, 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 and this happened." Right, so the first thing I said to you was, "Are you all right?" Okay, he said, "Yeah," and I said, "All right, are we gonna do it again?" He's like, "No, then shut the fuck up and yeah. and let's and knuckle up." Right, and it basically is what I said in, in layman's terms. But you know, anybody who can do that can fix what they what they can repair what they broke to the point where they can be functioning and carry on and not be an asshole and not be a criminal and and you know be a good good soul. You have my love and admiration, right? Even if, whether I know you or not, because yeah. I lost my father at forty-five years old yeah. to AIDS. Mm-hmm. He oh, he had complications from he had kidney failure and heart failure from AIDS. Okay, but his brother, my uncle, died. My my cousin, my closest cousin, overdosed after two weeks of doing heroin. I had my, my one of my EMS partners, who actually is from Staten Island, dead. Like just overdosed in a fucking you know in his car outside of his house. You know, it's like I, my, I have another friend who basically drank himself. He had cirrhosis before he was 40 years old, you know. So it's like I understand the addiction part of it, you know. Um, and I understand – I don't understand stuff that you understand because you've done some of this stuff and you've dealt, dealt with some of this stuff. I mean, I don't know that feeling. I never dealt with that stuff before. But in the same breath, if like I said, if you can address it early – yeah, and knock it out. I don't know what his situation was. Yeah, it just doesn't. It just he has the kid. 
puts the book out and all of a sudden jumps into rehab. Yeah. It's almost like a um like a TMZ type thing. Like like an, like <laughs> yeah, like a Kim Kardashian yeah. fucking one of those oh, celebrities. Of you know, like it's just like it's she, it's the time at the time it, it's uh, to me it's just I I sorry, think it's, I think it always goes you, you don't realize I uh, I I've I've realized I should say. Yeah, I've realized a lot that Everything is it's just timing. Like like I said, even like a day like today where it's funny, like, you know, I want to go get the car inspected, it cost me some fucking money and all this stuff, and then my dad calls me and he tells me he's having car trouble and I just laugh because like you gotta laugh at the timing of it. Like just stupid shit happens at the worst time and it, and it's just it's it's a way of life and you know, that it, it, it's how you handle it is, is what differs people. But like like to me, he's not it's not like a Scott Hall, you know, Jake Roberts type thing. No, no, no. Yet. No, yeah, no. (laughs) Thank God it's not come down to that. He's got enough people. He's got enough. He's got a support group um, on the the work side that's amazing. His best friends right now are top dogs still up 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 north yeah so it's like and he's got he's got the at he's got the love and the respect of his peers and people who've been who've done it and not done it before he's got a lot of people in his corner who think very highly of him hence why he got the big contract from from tk you know what i'm saying so it's like i'm not mad at that i just feel like it just just the timing is absolutely terrible how did you how did you feel about the the release of it I that I thought was peculiar, you know, like Tony Khan saying, so, like, I, yeah, I get, I get I, I don't, the idea. Yeah, I don't see. This is like, I feel like CM Punk is taking this role as like a spokesperson all of a sudden for like, the company. Yeah, it's it's not necessary. Like, it's not necessary. There's no reason he didn't have to come out and cut a promo, cut a promo, a shoot promo. About one of his colleagues going to fucking rehab, yeah. and he opened it up with, we, "Him and I have history. We're not the best of friends, but you got to chant his name." Yeah. No, dude, we we don't you don't need to do that. Well, I think I think if you had a a different person, perhaps doing that, like a like his wife. Oh yeah, or somebody who's I, legit friends. Say like not even that. I would say like a, like a Jake Roberts, or type. somebody who's done what he's done. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Like it was one of the one of the damnedest things I ever seen, and and it'll probably get me, you know. Like Jake Roberts, I I finally finally I was telling Phil I finally got around to watching Dark Side of the Ring, and um, I watched the Jake Roberts episode, and he said he's celebrating ten years of of uh, sobriety, and it's like, and it's one wow, time is flying. But it's also in the sense of like you can see it in his in 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 his eyes and his mannerisms like that how much that means to him and like and to to see past interviews with him like one of my favorite DVDs from the from old school WWF was it uh, pick your poison the the Jake Roberts of story, course where of he course. where he really the I mean beyond the mat was one thing this was uh took it a step further and um you know th- to to see that and that was oh f- I don't even remember oh five oh six and there was no he you know he said he was you know on the men but he wasn't on the fucking men like he was you know still doing his stuff and 
you know, he picked up, slowed down, picked up, slowed down, you know. But he, I think he, I'm pretty sure he said 10 years of sobriety where like and you could hear the surprise out of his voice is is amazing. So I think somebody with experience would have been a little bit better. Um, this is just me nitpicking it a little bit. No, I, I, Punk, I did the same thing. CM Punk saying it, like you said. Maybe Punk went and was like, yo, listen, I'll do it. No, I think Punk took it upon himself yeah. and did it. And, I, and listen, there's no better orator to do it than Right, than so Punk. if you're going to get the rally going, that's the guy you want because everybody's drinking his Kool-Aid right now, yeah. which I'm not mad at. But my thing is, you can't open the promo with, we're not the best of friends and we have a history. And it was like, you know what, dude? How about just say, hey, my guy, my colleague's having a hard time. He's in fucking... Yeah. Re- if you're going to say anything at all... I wouldn't. I would do what the, what the E does, release a fucking, do a press release on yeah. social media. Well, I, even like like Tony Khan did it. Like At first, I was like, ooh, that's weird. And then I thought about it, and I just go, Tony Khan's got to, he, he is, the buck stops with him. And he, he's got to be the one, like you said, there was plans for Moxley. Obviously, it was going to Moxley against uh, Danielson at some point. Um now you got you got to change direction, which I love the direction that they changed, by the way. Um, but you got to change directions. So at first I was like, wow, it's weird that Tony Khan's doing it. But and then I thought of it business wise. I'm like, oh, it it should come from him and only him. So I, 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 I right. kind of agreed with it afterwards. It was beautifully stated. I You know, I, I wish nothing but the best. I mean, you know, not knowing w- what it was and. You know, like I said, I just just me personally. You know, it it's now a personal choice not to drink, and I don't know if I'm ever going to go back. <clears throat> Excuse me, but to me, um, you know, things happen in your life where you don't you, you lose focus. And I heard a great great quote from Zach Wilde. They were asking him if you know if what he missed about drinking. And he's like, ah, you know, I miss everything about it. But he says, you know, it got in the way of me lifting up the world. He says, once something gets in the way of you taking over the world, you really shouldn't do, deal with it anymore. And and that's, you know, and it's like, yeah, you know what? That's right. You know, so hopefully he get he gets the, the right help he needs. You know, like I said, I'm sure his support system is more than fine. You know, and we'll see him back in, in no time, you know. Oh, 100%. So... Uh, but, um, let's go to, yeah, we'll go to the, the fucking, I, I don't even want to call them budget cuts. I don't think that's the right word. We, we picked the perfect time to go, to go, to, to do a show this because is, this is, this is trimming fat. Yeah. That's not there. This yeah. is like the skinny girl looking in the mirror and seeing somebody that's not in there. Like this, like a lot of these names, man, is is talent that you, you, you should be using. Like, you had at your beck and call and did not use properly. Um, to me, it, it, it once once I seen that there was a quarterly, uh, the, the earnings call was coming up, I go, uh-oh. <laughs> it dawned on me. I was like, uh-oh, I think we're going to see some. So literally right as I'm getting onto the bus to go to, to meet Jay tonight, uh, it the internet broke literally broke and WWE had um several releases um and so far this year a ton of releases um but today 
uh, Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Bordeaux, Carrying yeah. Cross, Oni Lorcan, B Fab, Jesse Camilla, Zeta Raymer, Trey Baxter, Katrina Cortez, mostly these NXT guys and girls, Jeet Rama, Grand Metalik, Lindsay Dorado, Keith Lee, Nia Jax. Big names. Mia Yim, Harry Smith, who just got there, and Eva Marie, who just who just came back. Yeah. So Dewdrop gets the fucking rub, uh, loses the the queen of the the ring match, but still, you know, uh, you know, but it's um, I'm not surprised. I'm angry, and I told Jadis in the car on the way here that there are a couple of people on this list that are so good. Yeah. To have them not be employed right now. Is a deal. Augie, leave Uncle Jay alone. He's nice. just like a fucking disaster. He's a, he loves Uncle Jay. Um, so I said, you know, I said honestly, I said, you know, I can't, be- I can't, be- I, at this point, can we believe that 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 creative has nothing for them? No, you can't believe that because these guys and girls are too good. You got several world champions on this fucking list. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. And future. World and future champions. world champions, of course. To me, it's it it all goes back to the the earnings call where, you know, the third quarter earnings, they had they had an increase of fifteen percent and it was it worked out to be like thirty four point two million dollars. They had an increase and that's solely due to ticket sales Going back live because they didn't go back live until right around end of August, September, right? Yeah. So that's duly to that. And it's also a lot of it. So now <clears throat> learning, you know, a little bit about this stuff. Um, a lot of it is also projections, too, as well. But, you know, this is just I I, I, I look at this in two different ways. And I'll, one of them is going to be my tinfoil hat way. And the other one's going to be. They, basically, I think what it comes down to is they're looking to. It's all a number game. It, they they need to get that number, that thirty two million. They want to get that up further. They need that. And to me, you know, how else do you do it? You call you 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 cut costs, and it automatically brings up that number. Um. So now tinfoil hat Jay wants to go the other way around, and what I think they're doing is releasing the talent. You know, I'm not saying in a goodwill gesture type thing, but something's happening. Something big is happening. And I don't think I don't think you take out of uh, the future plans of a sale happening. I think I don't know if it's going to be Disney, NBC, whoever. I think WWE is always been up for sale. I think they they're. This is peculiar at best, um, or maybe we we'll go for a third third version. Uh, the old man is just losing his fucking marbles and just just firing everybody. If they if the company is 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 as you say uh, as one of your theories being about to be sold or, or trying to get sold, do they wait until the TV deal with Fox is done? Or do you try to strike when the iron's hot? Because you know Fox ain't going to renew him. Yeah. I don't think Fox wants this back, you know. And I'm not saying they're doing bad, but it's just if you look at Fox's programming, it's not what they, I don't know, it's a different face 
to what Fox has. It's not the game show fucking. No. Feel. It's not the reality show thing. It's a it's a TV show about wrestling. It's not wrestling on TV with them anymore. Exactly. Basically, and, and, and I think that this what this is you know is and it's turned into is that they're losing sight of what they had. And like you said, you know, you like to think that they're you know goodwill intentions to Keith Lee's the carrying cross. Listen, we're not using you properly. We're gonna just let you do what you got to do. I don't think that's it. I think shit. We signed these guys for a decent penny. <clears throat> we're not using them. We might as well just let them fucking go. I think that's. I think that's more accurate to tell you the truth. Um, but I. I don't know. I to me, I think it's for sale. <laughs> I just. I think straight up, man. I think it's. I think it's for sale. And I saw already saw posts on social media already, and my cousin was posting it before. Guys, let's 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 not throw the AEW flag. Oh, the, the these guys should all run the AEW. It's not Nitro 1997, bro. You know, it's not it's not that kind of party. I don't think AEW is in any position. They don't have to. They do not have to. They they make they're in the, they're in the, they're not in the red. They have not one, not two, not I think they have two TV shows now. About to have three. Yep. They've expanded. They signed a bunch. Bless you. They signed a ton of talent. Like you, don't, you they have. They have household names calling their shows, running their shows, and now main eventing their shows. They don't need. Did, would it be nice to see Karrion Cross and Keith Lee and and Ember Moon and 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 Harry Smith and Frankie Monet? Yeah, of course I would love to see these guys and girls on there. But let's face it, it it's going to come to the point where where they get they get too many people. And they're gonna have these guaranteed contracts. It's gonna be like fucking Nitro. It's like Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Lance Storm sitting home, nineteen ninety eight, getting paychecks because they they have nothing for you. Yeah. There's so many. Listen, creative has so much. They can only create, no pun intended, but they can only create so much for a two hour show, and they can only fit so many people on these shows without discrediting anything else that's going on right now. So let's pump the brakes on. Oh my God! Let's all go to AEW. It's not necessary. These guys can fucking go back to the indies. They can on hone their crap. They can listen. How great would it be if Karrion Cross or Killer Cross now yeah, shows back ba- shows back up on MLW after this title tournament? This guy just wonder, won, Hammerstone wonder, just won a title. I wonder if he's got a thirty day because NXT no compete. Yeah, thirty uh, NXT. Yeah. Talent has a thirty day not compete, but like an Oni Lorcan has a ninety day. Right. So right. You know, so like Frankie Monet, I think Scarlett. They all just they just got there, and it's like you know Scarlett just got there. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, Frankie Monet just got there, and so did um Harry Smith and Eva Marie. Yeah. But it's like, dude, like you know, you mentioned pro wrestling gorilla. You yeah. know, Impact's always shuffling people in and out. GCW, you have MLW, you have uh, if Ring of Honor revamps, yeah, can you imagine fucking Cross and Keith Lee? The 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 timing is impeccable. I would love to see Cross come out. Marty Skrull is back floating around. He's in Puerto Rico. I think he was. Yeah, Yeah. he was. This this they call him the 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 journey. Uh, shit. What is I forget? He got a new shirt. He has, yeah. he has a new look too. I'm not, I'm not. I miss the villain. Yeah, villain. But, the vil, uh, The villain journeyman or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. But I, I just, 
I don't know. I'm I'm I'll jump on some of those theories. I just don't I I just don't see everybody running the fucking AEW. I don't nah. I don't see I don't see the point in that. They, well, listen, AEW can't they can't hire everybody as well because at what point are you just going to become WWE's fucking you know, like yeah. you're going to be hiring everybody from what do you WWE. Got, you got, you got that turn of money, man. It's like yeah. I I I I don't see it's they, there's a lot of comparisons, but there's not. And I just don't see where that's going to make any sense to these guys, you yeah, know? Exactly. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, see what happens. Um, I I didn't watch any wrestling this week except for the throwback, and I watched um, and I watched and I caught up on Dark Side of the Ring. I saw the XPW episode, and excuse me. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I XPW, and I saw the Luna Vachon episode. Very sad. Yeah. Very sad. And um, and I just saw the Vince McMahon trial, um, the steroid trial episode. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that one. That one's interesting. It the the, the Vince's lawyer is on it. The guy who represented him. Oh, McDivitt. Yeah. I heard, that, I heard that guy is a fucking assassin. He's a character, by the way. I think he drinks some of Vince's fucking Kool Aid from the eighties. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. He you know. And then, of course, Meltzer's on it, and uh, jo- jo- John Arezzi's on it. Yep. Wade Keller is on it. It's a it's a good show. Um, it's a good, one of my favorite episodes. Actually, I enjoyed that a lot. It was uh, the time. It was the time that the U.S. government was against Vince McMahon. Don't you remember Stephanie McMahon saying that? Yeah. About it's you know. Uh, yeah. The U.S. government had it out had it out for Mc, uh, Vince McMahon. Well, let's be honest. I mean, at the time, steroids wasn't. Uh, wasn't uh, illegal. It was illegal to distribute them the way they were being distributed, but it wasn't illegal to have them, mm-hmm. you know? And the guy who was selling them, some of the guys didn't even want it because it was too expensive, like the warlord. He yeah. the warlord. He was like, I, I liked, I, I did steroids. I might have, you know, denying it, but that guy charged me too much. <laughs> and then Hogan kind of like went on a city hall and was like, nah, I, I did, I did do steroids, but not at that time. You know, I was like, it, all right, buddy. You know it just yeah. it, it just a lot of it was f- fucking stage. A lot of it was the government looking to make an example out of something that they couldn't control. Basically, it having uh, you know what? It's f- funny how we're having that problem right now. You know, <laughs> uh, you know with these uh, FDA approvals and vaccinations and whatever. But it, anytime the government can't control it. They have to pick a scapegoat. Yep. That's basically how it goes. And it's just, and it's not just our government. It's every fucking government. I think every government does that. They pick some, someone or something to make the scapegoat, to make an example out of them, to make sure it never happens again. Yep. And look at it now. It's all regulated. Every, every sport, every major sport has a policy now. Um, you can still get the shit, but you can't fucking use it if you're working for certain people. If you're working for the NBA or the NHL or the MLB or the NFL mm-hmm. or the World Wrestling Entertainment. So it's like, and I believe, I don't know if TNA has a policy. I don't know, in fact, I don't know if AEW has one, but I know Vince has one because you know what? They're not doing it no more. So guys are smaller, uh, guys are faster, and guys are different. So, yep. you, you know, you, you have to adapt, basically. So it's an interesting episode. It's a definitely a must-watch you know, dark dark side ring is awesome. Mm-hmm. Basically, I agree. Anything else? 
I think that's it. I think we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll plug break. our friends, and yeah. then we'll uh, do a throwback. All right, let's do that. Let me get the gimmick up here, and uh, we'll do that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. For, if you are joining us live, by the way, thank you very much. It is a Thursday night. It's uh, it's late, so we'll knock this out. And uh, and I don't know. Well, we ought to turn buckle throwbacks. Either way, we're live on the rant, and uh, we'll be right back. We're Load live, out. pal. We're live, pal. Lord Alfred Hayes, take it away. Construction paper by the following. Five thousand. Dear British Life, it's a life I guess that you've never heard before. You gain health, happiness, liberties, life AWIS you ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10 Eastern Time on LifeSamRadio.com and Facebook Live. We are also to be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Sony Music Network. Tap on the link to Interior AEW Podcasts and connect with podcast Interior Life by joining us. Hey, what about this? Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkWaterPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkWaterPod. Don't forget to follow us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkWater because if you don't find us, hey, we'll find you.
fans, Mr. Technical here, Barry Horowitz, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, and that pain in the friggin' ass choppy. They're playing Sunday, I think, at the Hammerstein. If they weren't $75 a ticket, I'd go. This is new, uh, new end of days, yeah. New Black Label Society. I just, I, you see this video too? Yeah. This video's fucking hilarious. I texted Jay, I'm like, shame on me for not knowing this was out for fucking two months. Then I texted Sweeney, I'm like, dude, he was at a birthday party for his girlfriend. Yeah. I go, dude, shame on me. He goes, I can't play it now, <laughs> but I have to play it later. Yeah, it's, this, 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 this song and the first song. Um, I didn't hear the first song. Oh, I can't think of the name. New of it album right comes now. out, I believe, next uh, next uh, week. Yeah, Black Friday. Oh, <laughs> can't wait. He's so fucking good. Have you ever seen him live without yes. Ozzy? Yeah. You have. Okay, oh, good. Yeah. You, it's a I treat. I've seen him with Down. Which, me. which show was that? I was at that show. It was PlayStation Theater, I think. Yeah, the, I was there in for the, that. City. Down and Butcher Babies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was there for that. Yeah, we met Butcher Babies that night. And, uh, I fucking love were, Down. Uh, Down's awesome, you know. And then he came out saw, to play yeah. Cemetery Gates. Yes, he end. did. Yes, he did. And then I saw Down by themselves, um, at the no. It was at Nokia Theater. Well, place did not place theater. Was it Nokia Theater? Maybe, or uh, uh, Irving Plaza? Maybe. Okay. Oh, yeah. I. You guys all know I'm an Ozzy fanatic. Um, and Zach Wild was Ozzy's guitarist for so long. Matter of fact, I think Randy Rhodes just got into the Hall of Fame. Oh, good. good. About time. About fucking time, right? Um, but Zach is an amazing guitarist. Uh, the Black Label Society at first was this like southern rock metal band, I guess you want to call them. And then the more he evolved, the more the fucking music got better. And it was like he turned into this fucking biker crew worldwide phenomenon that's the I mean Black Label's so I love it it's so underrated because he doesn't play as often by himself you know and they have so many albums out but you, they don't they don't get the fucking notoriety yeah you they, know they, they're good I mean Zach's a fucking zany guy he's my favorite guitarist in the last decade 20 amazing. years he's just fucking amazing Jersey guy big football big Giants fan he loves fucking I mean he's literally Always, you, you can't tell when he's serious when he's doing interviews. Like yeah, the way, the way his book was really good, Metal for the Children. I didn't. Um, re- I have, I have to read good. that. It uh, was good. Was a heavy metal berserker's guide to taking over the world? Like it was good. Yeah, it was fucking zany. But uh, yeah, I he's can't wait. Good, I and he's another guy who sobered up. Yeah, and and thank God because he we the world needs him. Yeah, the world needs that sound. That sound. That that, that this song was like. I got so amped on the bus ride. I was like, you got to be, how did I miss this? I can't believe I fucking missed it. And like, and you know what sucks? I have the Amazon gimmick. Yeah. The Amazon Unlimited Music, it's like $7 a month, whatever it is. And I, 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 if you take, if you pick an artist and you hit follow, you're supposed to get notifications when they put something out. Uh. I didn't get nothing. So I wrote fucking Amazon. I'm like, shame on you guys. I'm paying all this fucking money. You can hit me off when my boys put something out, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right, you ready for your throwback? Let's do it.
I love this poster, by the way. Oh, the poster is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not as good as the Lex Luger's family wishing us a happy Thanksgiving. Was that his real family? It couldn't have been. I don't know, man. I mean, it, it probably was. He was definitely married at the time. I, I guess. He was supposed to be world champion at the time. I don't know. <laughs> you know my theory on that. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll talk about it again tonight. November 24th, 1993, from one of Phil's favorite fucking towns ever. Been going up there since the 80s. The Boston Garden. Yep. Boston, Massachusetts, right in the middle of fucking Boston. It's a beautiful fucking place. We're talking about Survivor Series 1993. Oh, yeah. Um, the event was has been criticized by several people in general because Jerry Lawler and Doink weren't there. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know why. I knew why Lawler wasn't there, but I didn't know why Doink wasn't there. I didn't know why Doink wasn't there. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but this was very... Um, this was at a time where, well, I was fresh out of high school at this point. I had just graduated high school. So I was very... Um, very in tuned with learning stories, like learning how they wrote stories and how they kept storylines. And I was starting to pay close attention. I was, I was, I was beginning my markdom yeah. as I, as I tell my son, you know, but it was, you had a ton of really good wrestling, shitty characters, but <laughs> really good wrestling. Um, and this is traditional Survivor Series matches. This is the best the best time of the year around this time was always looking forward to Survivor Series because you knew everybody had a team and there were always feuds and it was and someone was gonna get their payback and you threw a title match or two in there and it was just it worked out wonderfully. Ooh. Big yawn. I'm sorry. I'm just. Uh, I've been up since 4 a.m. this morning. Yep. I apologize. Um, but yeah, this was a. This was fantastic. By the way, I, I, I. That was the reason why I picked this one because I got. I said it to Phil. I was like, ah, I just need a little fucking, you know, a little pick me up and like a little nostalgia. And as much as I love like getting on the bad shows, like this show. Obviously, looking back on it now with with with, with past eyes, this show's kind of bad. But I, for what it was, especially like you said at the time, would Phil now just would Phil take me? I'm ten years younger, you know. I'm just about, you know, going into fifth grade. Yeah. And I love the stories about this, especially, you know, the Undertaker turning babyface, essentially the 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 thing with the trench coat and the and the and the the flag in it, and it had it was like the old school flag too, like the thirteen fucking. States colonies flag that was the cross promoting with Smoky Mountain. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like it's it's a, it's a deal, man. Um, uh, but it, this was something I had two Survivor Series on tapes. Uh, back then I had Survivor Series ninety two and Survivor Series ninety uh, ninety three, and it's funny how Bret Hart and Sean were still um, linked together, obviously by necessity. Um, as we'll find out later on, but you know, uh, they're still linked together because there's chemistry there, and, the, and there's there's no getting around it. Especially, um, it didn't make any sense at the time. Shawn Michaels with the Knights. Um, well, yeah. Um, but 
you you made you make you made you made a reference to uh the 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 chemistry. To this day, Bret Hart. By the way, congratulations to Bret Hart. He just got his degree in physical education. Oh, there you go. It's good for him. Um, but Bret always put Sean over publicly. Yeah. Even when, even though he didn't like him personally, that's one dude that you have to respect in terms of. He always differentiated the business with the 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 personal side of it. Uh, I mean. That's all. That got fucking faded into each other with the with the Survivor Series of four years later, but you know the Montreal Screwjob. But that was just uh, that was just Brett finally losing his mind after all these years of being disrespected. Yeah. Um. But that's we we already talked about that a few times. But um. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Uh, let's get into the card. There was a dark match. Uh, Billy Gunn beat the Brooklyn Brawler. I think everybody beat the Brooklyn Brawl in a dark match. <laughs> Shout out to Steve Lombardi, by the way. Oh, yeah. All right, Jay. Your first match. Uh, now, IRS and Razor Ramon had a heated feud. I believe Razor was the IC champion at this point. He was a face. And um, he his team was his boy X-Pac, 123Kid. His eyebrows came back, by the way. Oh, there you go. All right. Um, you know that story, right? Uh yeah, when he shaved he, his eyebrows, but it was for the for the figure or something, right? Yeah, did he yeah. have it on the figure? Well, he didn't have. Well, he he signed. He told one. Of the, he he recently told somebody that someone showed him a figure of himself. He goes, "I wish there was no eyebrows on it." He said. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the ki- one, two, three kid, Razor Ramon, Randy Savage, and Marty Janetti taking on IRS's team of Diesel, Rick Martell, and Adam Baum with uh, Frank, Adam Baum. with, with uh, Harvey Whippleman, who we heard from before. Downtown Bruno. Yep. That was a good match, man. I, I Like I said, once again, um, old school uh, Survivor Series. Um, you know, it starts off, you know, and it's baby faces against the heels, but they, they had a great story with Diesel, you know, because it was weird to see Diesel without Sean at this point, but... You know, they they were teetering on the edge of... Splitting them up. Splitting them up. You know, Diesel was going to get the strap the following year. Um, But, you know, they, they were testing the waters with to see what's going to happen. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. Razor, you know, if he was staying with the E, you know, in the years to come, he was a star. He was, he was going to be... A, he was going to be a world champ, I believe, at some point. Um... But I enjoyed it. Macho Man was just always, always so fucking zany. And this was right before he was going to start feuding with Crush. You know, he already feuded with Crush at WrestleMania. No, no, I'm sorry. He, this was before. I'm sorry. Yeah. He, he was, fought at WrestleMania this 10. Was, this, was, this, this was the start of it. This was Yeah, Crush was almost, uh, he wasn't heel Crush yet. He was still Shaka Bra. Shaka Bra Crush. Shaka Bra. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, but... You know, it was t- to me perfect opening match. It went long, but these matches are supposed to go long. They're supposed to. There's a common thread that goes through it. I I enjoyed it. You know, for what it was, and the right the right team won. You know, you ha- you needed you needed the, a nice baby face win. Uh, I'm trying I'm trying to get the uh, order of elimination here. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I had it right. Yeah, the baby faces. Adam Bomb comes in, and Janetti at this point was supposed to be feuding with, you know, Sean a year right. prior. Yeah. And, you know, then he comes back into the company. I think it was Survivor's uh, Royal Rumble earlier this year, 93. 
they had that stuff and you know to me but uh you know like i said the the survivors of you know Marty Jannetty and 123 kid which didn't they win the tag belts was it Marty Jannetty and the 123 kid am i getting that correctly or oh, no or or am i thinking of Bob Holly yeah i'm thinking of Bob Holly Thurman Thurman plug Sparky Thurman Sparky plug yeah yay um but you know like I said, to not have Razor win at the end was was kind of peculiar, but you know it made sense. One, two, three, kid. You know, I I, I think it was another one. Uh, I don't think he was ever gonna have the 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 heavyweight belt, but you know, he doesn't get as much um, credit I think as he deserves sometimes, especially if he you know if he was the benchmark for for Vince as he says he was like. Put him in the ring with with Waltman to see see how if the guy can go or not. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. Yeah. So in the first match, uh, Diesel was eliminated by Randy Savage. Randy Savage was eliminated by IRS. IRS was eliminated by Razor Ramon. Razor then Razor got counted out. Yes. Uh, Rick Martel was eliminated by the Kid. Adam Bomb was eliminated by Marty Jannetty. So the kid, like you said, and Marty Jannetty win the, the their soul survivors. Yeah. Okay. So now, your next match um, is the Hart family against. It's supposed to be Jared King Lawler and his knights. Yeah. Um, story is though, twelve days before the Survivor Series, Jerry Lawler was indicted on charges where he was accused of raping and sodomizing a girl between the ages of thirteen and fifteen earlier that year. And Lawler was also reportedly charged with harassing a witness who was set to testify against him. So Vince silently pulled Lola from commentary and from the match, setting up Shawn Michaels as a replacement. Now, as Jay mentioned previously, Michaels and Hart had previously feuded. They were the main event the prior year. With both rising in the ranks of the company, and the move made a lot of sense because uh, any other last-minute replacement could have, right? So Shawn and Brett had previously met in Survivor Series 92 with the Hitman... Doing winning the champion versus champion match, right? If I'm yep. not mistaken, um, so now Shawn Michaels had he had his own. He, he came out with these knights. Um, you had <laughs> all right. So let me get this straight. You had the Black Knight, which was Jeff Gaylord, who wrestled um for Bill Watts. He wrestled yeah. for Jim Cornette. Journeyman, yeah, yeah. He wrestled in world class. You had the Red Knight. Who was Barry Horowitz? Yeah, right. We all know who Barry Horowitz is. Barry Horowitz also a uh, new friend of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Yeah, right. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and then you had the Blue Knight, who was great to have Valentine, who had just came back into the company. Yep. From leaving WCW. You know what uh, I, I completely forgot about? What's uh, that? Who was supposed to be the Black Knight was Terry Funk. Oh, yeah, Terry yeah. Terry Funk no-showed fucking Survivor Series. Was like, wait, you put me under a hood? Yeah, I don't think I'm coming in for that one. Which was which was kind of funny to think about. But I can't. I still can't believe that was even, that was even considered. Like... But I think he was supposed to. Something was supposed to happen where Funk was gonna get, he was gonna take the mask off at the end and start start a uh, program with somebody, with possibly Bret Hart or somebody. Right. But 
Yeah, it, it's it, it makes a lot more sense with 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 Jerry Lawler, but I mean, there is a five minute video, I think on YouTube or Daily Motion or something, um, with Bobby Heenan's commentary on this match, of in and of itself is just fucking worth the price of admission. He goes in. Every which way. You got to find that and send it to me. He goes in every which way on on the Hart family. And it's just fucking gold. Ray Combs on on commentary uh, was was very, very good as well. He, he played into it. Um, it was a great line where all of a sudden, you know, Stu Hart is the corner man for the Hart family. And... He's sitting in the chair, and all of a sudden, he goes, wait wait a minute, wait a minute. And he, he starts yelling for Stu. He's like, yeah, Stu, Stu, wake up, wake up. You know, he, he fell asleep in the corner over there. And uh, McMahon's like, oh, you better be careful. Stu will walk over here, you know, and, and, and beat the living daylights out of you. And Heenan's like, yeah, yeah, that'll take two hours. We'll be off the air by then. <laughs> <laughs> his, his dry delivery is just fucking priceless yeah. on this thing. And... Uh, such a such a breath of fresh air. It, it it was so good, and the match in and of itself is went like almost thir- it went thirty minutes. 30, thirty minutes. The ending is just fucking peculiar. But I mean, it goes into they start eliminating the the knights one by one. Yeah. So the black knight was eliminated by Owen. Yeah. The red knight was eliminated by Brett, and then Owen Hart gets well, eliminated by the blue knight. Yeah, who... No, no, I'm sorry. Owen Hawk is eliminated by Shawn Michaels. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And, and then Shawn Michaels gets counted out. And he he gets... Uh, yeah, Brett's kind of favoring his leg on the ring. They they mistimed the thing. He throws... Owen runs into the rope, hits Brett, knocks Brett into the barricade, which looked fucking painful. And he gets distracted. He rolls him up. But then, you know, Shawn Michaels goes out after about 25 minutes of being... <laughs> beat the fucking dog shit by the by the Hart family. He goes, ah, I'm, that's enough for today, and just leaves and goes into the back. Um, kind of weird booking, um, but uh, it was good at that. And then it just started playing into the whole dissension between Bret Hart and Owen Hart. Fucking beautiful storyline. This is November of '93. They have their first match in uh, April of '94. Uh, you know, Royal Rumble of 94, they had that tag match where he kicks his, where Owen Hart, um, you know, legendarily says, I kicked your leg out of your leg. <laughs> and that great promo. Um, but I, I love this match. Uh, to me, hands down match of the night. Uh, and it's probably due to Bobby Heenan's commentary. So go out of your way to watch this one for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> At one point, it's it Shawn Michaels is the last one. He just eliminates Owen Hart. And all of a sudden, Heenan just starts screaming, Shawn, Shawn, and he throws him a bottle of water. From, and, and the camera somehow or another gets gets it on. on, on yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. These happy little accidents. Happy little accidents. All right, so your next match, I still don't know why Doink wasn't there. Uh, I, don't, I, I, I tried to find an explanation. I didn't find one. Um... But Doink had a beef with Bam Bam Bigelow. Yes. Um, Scott Charles Bam Bam Bigelow, the beast from the East, from Asbury Park, New Jersey, one of my favorite wrestlers in the whole wide world. Um, 
had a beef with uh, Doink the Clown, a.k.a. Matt Bourne. Um, so, so now, I, I, you know, he gets, Bam Bam gets his, his team of Bastion Booger and the Head Shrinkers, right? Pretty formidable, big beast. Of, by, by the way, the, the fucking promo on this was, was insane. Yes. Does the Head Shrinkers and Alpha and, and Bastion Booger were just feasting on this turkey. Just stuffing their face, biting. It was there was, there was meat and slime from their f- drool all over the place. It was fucking gross. Luna Vachon being Luna Vachon, yeah. priceless by the way. So Doink comes on the monitor and is like, "Well, you know, y- you know, he he pulls a fast one. He sends out the fucking bushwhackers and men on a mission dressed up as as, as Doink the Doinks. Clown. Yeah. Um. So now you you basically have a good match because all these guys were. Beefy and all they can all work. Yeah, I mean the Bushwhackers used to work until they became WWE superstars, but huh. they were the most feared tag team in the fucking in the mid south. But that's that's I'll say that for another podcast. But um, they were over, over like fucking Rover at that point. Uh, so this this was hard to watch. I mean, coming off coming off the the high of, of the heart match, I yeah. you know yeah I was gonna say that terrible fucking booking. Um and and on top of that, Bam Bam gets fucking swept. Yeah, uh, Samu gets eliminated by Luke. Bastion Booger gets squashed by Mabel. Yeah. Um, Fatu gets eliminated by Butch with a roll up, and then Bam Bam gets beat by Mabel, Mabel via pinfall. Yeah, and it was just fucking. Bad but I, to I watch. did. But I did like the the stuff with. Uh, you know the promo with 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 Doink and Luna, like you know all this stuff. Like no, yeah, I mean, I kind I kind of did like, but I think that was my nostalgia just kicking in. I used to like it as a kid, you know. But looking at it now, it was it was borderline cringeworthy at this point. Yeah, just just like the the rap, the rapping, and then the, them coming out with the with the fucking face paint, yeah. and, and then the the scooter, and I mean, just fucking just ugh. It irked the shadow me then. It really irked the shadow me now. And it was just fucking god awful. Um, and then of course, the main event. Yep. Main event being the All Americans taking on the um, what do they call the foreign the foreign fanatics. The foreign fanatics. Lex Luger, Undertaker, and the Steiner brothers against Yokozuna, Crush, the Quebecers. Oh no, I'm sorry. The Mountie. Just the Mountie. Just, just the Mountie. Well, I don't know where PCO. I think I guess he must be out hurt. Yeah. And. Uh, um, and Ludwig Borga, Ludwig Borga, Tony Halme, Tony Halme, and rest, uh, in, rest in peace. How many dead people in this match? Crush Borga, Yokozuna, yeah, and that's it, that's it, and Paul Bearer. Oh, Paul Bearer, yeah, rest in peace. Oh, Mr. Fuji too, and Fuji's dude, just right, yeah. And you know, you look at this and Ludwig Borga, who is just, I mean. Came came in with a lot of steam. A little ahead of his time. time too. Yes, a little ahead of his time. Apparently, apparently was a big fan of the old uh, Third Reich. And oh I yeah, think, I, a, think, I, I think he had a tattoo. He was a fucking racist. Yeah, I heard he about had a that. Tattoo that guy. On his, on his Where is he from? Finland, Sweden. One of those. He wanted for those fucking Norse countries. And uh, fucking salmon choker. Apparently, was in Die Hard uh, with a Vengeance. He was yeah. in the third third L- Die Hard. Ludwig Borga. Hello. 
Um, Mother bitch. Yes. But uh, I, I like I said, um, but with uh, Tatanka was supposed to be on the the All Americans team. And uh, but I do remember was that was that the he one lost a match on Raw, didn't he? He lost it to Ludwig Borga. Right. And if if I'm not mistaken, that was when they when Yokozuna sat on his ribs. He had took him, him sideways. Out. Yeah, it took yes, him out. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I do remember that. And uh, which you know, all American, it should have been in. But it, but it if that didn't happen, then you wouldn't have the beautiful spot where Undertaker accepts the invitation to be a part of the team and. You know, just knowing who Undertaker is now, like it just it fits it fits his persona far better, and um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoy, listen Steiner Brothers at this time still the number one team, uh, even though they're they were completely misused in the E uh, or in the F at this point, but uh, they were completely misused. But I I I still love seeing the young Steiner Brothers. They're so good. This was, this was fun. I mean, you know, knowing what I know now about Luger, you know why. He, he, you, when you look at him without knowing anything, he should have been the most decorated world champion of our history. Yeah. Better than fucking Hogan, almost as good as Flair in terms of title reigns, right? Um, The problem was he wasn't a good, a nice person. Yeah. Allegedly. And it just made me, doesn't make any sense. He does the whole intrepid thing. They give him a fucking bus. He win. He co-wins the Royal Rumble. Yep. Every opportunity he gets, he captains a Survivor Series team. He gets every opportunity to be the top dog in the company, and they don't put the rocket ship on him. He had the look. He cut a promo. Yeah. And he wasn't a bad hand in the ring. So uh. and I, I'm going to ask this question for the last nine and a half years. How come Lex Luger... Was not bigger than he was. It's. I think it comes down to, like you said, I think it's down to his attitude backstage where he kind of walked around with his nose up in the air and, you know, he didn't come in the same way as a Bret Hart or a Shawn Michaels, per se, where you, you're cutting your teeth and these little things. You know, um, Luger had the, 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 the chiseled physique for this business. And he had the charisma. Um he didn't have Hulk Hogan type charisma. Didn't need it though. When he left Florida, okay, when he left Florida to go to the Crockett's, okay, he was so green that fucking Brody wouldn't even work with him. Uh-huh. In that cage match. Brody basically scared no, him. Yeah, no well, sold he, him. Well, he was on his way to he was on his he was leaving Florida. Right, there were so many stories. He'll tell you that he he didn't he that him and Brody didn't have a problem. Brody said he didn't even fucking like him. Okay, um, but that's another story. That's another podcast. But when he came up to the fucking Crockett's, it was like yo, and everybody took notice. Yeah, it was like okay, we got we got players. We have Nikita Koloff. We have Magnum TA. Now we have this fucking chiseled Adonis. Yes. This 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 godlike looking character of the total package, Lex Luger, made him a heel, turned him back into a face, main evented with flair everywhere. Thought he was gonna win the bash, the price of glory, fucking Baltimore. Yep. And they swerved everybody with that fucking stupid the athletic commission cutting it because of the blood. Luger had him in the rack, he was done, he was done. 
And Flair even said, like, he had everything. Yeah. He had everything. Why? Why, why, why? His longevity in the ring was, I mean, he stayed, he stayed in the fucking business for a long time. He he wrestled through the whole, through the whole uh, Attitude Era, you know, up until Liz dying before he got sick and crippled, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I never understood why he never got bigger than he was, and I, and I, and I never liked him as a kid, never liked him. I you know he was he was too um he was just too vanilla I guess uh, vanilla would be the and you know what's crazy Jay you know what's crazy about that on some people's lists he's the greatest U S champion of all time because he had the most reigns yeah where other guys at in that era held that title and were better wrestlers when I mean better wrestlers I mean Dusty was a better wrestler I mean. Uh, Nikita Kowalf was a better wrestler to an extent. Yeah. You had guys that had that title. That Barry Windham was probably... Barry Windham, in my, well, he won the Rance fucking tournament. As yeah. a great, he's, he, Barry Windham is probably my favorite U.S. champion. Next to Dusty, uh, obviously. Right? But that's just another story. I just don't... I never understood why he never got... the He never... He had every opportunity to be the big dog. I, I mean, I remember vividly trying to get to the Intrepid that day. Mm-hmm. Not to see him per se, but to see what was going to happen. You know, I remember going to, uh, to you know, to a, to some WCW matches at at the Meadowlands. Like, why, why? And when he was U.S. champion, he had major feuds, major feuds. You, Brian Pillman, Michael Hayes, yep. Arn Anderson, Sting. He fought everybody for that title. And he was in main events. He was world champion when everybody left. I think. I think it's just. I think it comes down to his attitude back there, and I think he just rubbed a lot of people the wrong he way. He had to have, dude. And it, it was. It was clear because it was a whole bunch of start-stop pushes with him. You know, Vince was really hell sent on, hell bent on getting him to a Hogan level, and he was. And listen. Jay, they brought him close. They brought him into the the bodybuilding thing. It was like, well, he came in, but then he also came in at a bad time with the steroids thing. Because when 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 Luga came in, he was fucking massive, dude, massive. And but, when he started wrestling, he thinned out. But immensely. but they, they they brought him in as the as the bodybuilding thing, right? Then the narcissist. You pair him with Heenan. Yeah. You gave him the mouthpiece. You gave him the gimmick. Why didn't it work? Mm-hmm. He should have been world champion within six months of the company after that after that, after that, after that debut. You know what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't make sense. It does. It never. It'll never. As long as I'm doing this podcast, it'll never fucking make sense it, to me why it's never going to make sense. Why he never got as big as he did. Yep. So, but to 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 me, it all comes down to it was just the way that he treated. I think it was the way he treated the business too. I I, I think. I, I mean, you hear great things about Luger now, um, especially with everything that he's gone through and, and, and whatnot. Um, but, like, you hear great things about him now, but I think he would be one of the first ones to tell you he wasn't a nice person. He I, No, I he admitted—I mean, he said many times that he, you know, he's made mistakes and, you know, now he's paying for it. But, you know, you have to look back on it and be like, man, I fucked that up. Yeah, big time. You oh, know? To say the least— but uh, I mean, he earned the respect of his peers eventually. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. But I mean, at, at what? At what cost? Oh yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, at what cost? I don't think he was hurting for too much money, though. I mean, like, I, no, I mean, no, no, no. I, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not negating his financial success. I'm talking about as a character. Yeah. You had everything. You had everything handed to you. Once he left Florida, once he left Championship Wrestling from Florida and went to the Crockett's, it should have been go. They put the fucking rocket. They brought him in. They, the fucking they would salivate when they brought him in. Oh, the yeah. Crockett's. Yeah. Oh yeah. He like I said, he was their version. As another one, great body. His version of Hulk Hogan in a sense, but it's just Hogan had the it factor, the perfect it factor where, you know, Luger can only cut promos, you know, kind of robotically. Jim Cornette said that if the Crockett's didn't expand and they would have stayed in the South, that they still would have been around. Um, depending on how TV went and, and which is Turner was, you know, whatever. Um, I kind of believe that to an extent, right? I think so. That's another podcast, though. Yeah. My point, I'm trying to get to the point, though, of, of like, if they didn't go, they didn't go North and they didn't go West and Luger stayed there, he could have been there, Hulk Hogan. I think so. He would have been bigger. He would have been bigger than Sting. Yeah, I think or so. Or competed with Sting on that I level. I definitely competed. I, and listen, you know, and, and arguably in the mid nineties, he, he he was. He was Sting's best friend. Blah blah blah. But still, like stuff. they were business partners in real life. I get yeah. it. But like, if you if if this shit didn't happen, they didn't break. They didn't branch off. You wouldn't have the fucking Turner shit going on like that. Turner would have had a piece, but not like the way they did it. You know, I'm in the wrestling business. <laughs> you would have stayed south. You would have still been in the wrestling business, yeah. you know. Absolutely, but uh, th- this this match as a whole was a Lex Luger. You know, it was. This was to to fluff him up, and you know, Vince. At this point, y- you got Hogan, who's gone now. I'm, you're talking November of '93. Hogan's gone. Hogan's Hogan, in the re- Hogan's already toured Japan. H- Hogan's in the rearview mirror. Hogan's already toured Japan, and he's about to sign. That following spring, that yeah. summer, summer of '94, he's with, off. He's off filming Thunder in Paradise right and now. And then he's while he's there, he signs in, with WSW. He, um, but so this is definitely Vince's mindset of going. We need somebody, but I'm not too sold on Luger. And then we go into Royal Rumble '94, which is another one of my old, you know, you know, favorites where. You go into that, they fall off the ring at the same time, you know, which bullshit. You know, we all know fucking Luger hit first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but that's Vince was trying to kind of rib on the square a little bit and go, all right, I'm going to use the crowd to uh, make my decision. And right. The crowd. Knew exactly. Where to go. Exactly. And, you know, that I, I think that's what you chalk it up to. You chalk it up to it just happened to be I think it was too little too late. You had the SummerSlam where he wins by count out, and they have this massive celebration that uh, the big Japanese monster was put down, and it was only fucking count out. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll run it down real quick. Yeah. Uh, Steiner was Rick Steiner was eliminated by Ludwig Borga. Which, which by that huge botched spot. Oh, see my that? God, yeah. It was just awful. Yeah. It was just awful. Where Crush it, gets counted out because Savage comes back out yeah. and ignites that feud. Uh, Jacques gets eliminated by Lex Luger via pinfall. Scott gets beat by Yokozuna, mm-hmm. pinfall. 
Uh, Taker and Yoko get double counted out. Yeah, that's it's their that's feud. The, that's the way to get that out. Yeah, uh, ta- Yoko was your world champion at because that point. Because how else? You, you, you're not you're not pinning him. And listen, you don't know what to do with Undertaker yet. Undertaker still, for whatever reason, always held that mid card status at this point um, strongly. And he he wasn't on WrestleMania 10. I think he was out hurt at this point. And you know. So you have Yoko as the champ, so you need you, you got to have him strong. And like you said, uh, that great casket match in 94, uh, another one, Royal Rumble, which we're definitely going to be doing. <laughs> um, you know, it set, up that, it set up that stuff. So then, of course, you had, uh, you know, Luger is now your sole, sole survivor at this point. Got to gotta hold on to what he was facing, Jacques and... Uh, oh, no, I think just Jacques, actually. Yeah. And then uh, Borger gets no, elim- I'm sorry, Luger Borger gets yeah. eliminated by Luger pinfall. Yeah, win- yeah. So you winners are the All Americans, and like Jay said, this mentioned this sets up the the feuds, you know. Like I said, um, the the hot um, Sean Sean match um, was so good and so entertaining that nothing was nothing was following this, and you know this. This main event was good um, if it was in a vacuum. <laughs> um, but a part of a show, uh, it wasn't. It didn't add anything really much to it. Um, you know, you got your point across that Lex Luger is this all-American hero. Like you said, they're, they're showing his, his, uh, showing his family <laughs> in the beginning, which is hilarious. I'm assuming that's his real wife. I, pl- I didn't even look it up, but I, pl- I had to play it just, yeah. just for com- comedic, comedic value. But yeah, that's the Survivor Series of 1993, courtesy a- of uh, excellent of Jay. Um, listen, before we before we get out of here, I gotta I gotta read something because something happened uh, three days ago to one of our colleagues and buddies, our uh, boy Greg Crona Jones. Um, Greg's having a hard time right now, even though he's been killing it on the Indies in the Midwest uh-huh. as Moon Dog. Um, he put a letter on the internet. He put a letter on social media. I'm going to read the letter first. Um, he wrote, Dear friends and family, I'm sorry to say I'm leaving. I have dealt... Um, I have... Uh, I'm not strong enough to continue on. Oh. Basically, he writes this like this suicide note that he, and he wants to get help. Um, today, I messaged him uh, right after that, but today, he wrote back and I spoke to him, but today he wrote, uh, my name is Greg Jones. I wrestled under the name Mood Dog... Greg Murray, I have bipolar disorder, depression. I was diagnosed with this while inpatient the last three days. When the nurse found out I had a close relative who also had bipolar, she and the doctor were able to pick up on quirks of mine that raised suspicion. Thanks to diagnosis, I feel like I'm almost in, I feel like I'm almost in relief. Question mark, only because I know I'm not crazy, mm-hmm. especially after the high functioning autism not being what's affecting your stuff. I'm on my way home. I have a Hulk Hogan-sized mailbag of support, love, and kindness from friends, family, uh, heroes, even complete strangers. I don't think I'll physically... I don't think it'll be physically possible to to ever feel alone turning my phone back on three days later and still receiving support. Thank you. I love you. And I hope to bite one of you in the ring sometime soon. (laughs) I had a chance to hang out with Greg a few few years ago in Chicago after the first um, all-out. And he's a good kid. And uh, I told him, I said, you know, 
I I there are days where I don't even can't even get out of bed. It's crippling. I said I deal with depression all the time, and uh, I I needed him to know that we love him and we care about him and and we want him to continue doing his thing, because at the end of the day, it always gets better. You may not want the result all the time, but it gets better. Um, and I'm so glad. Like Mott Spock texted me, like, "Oh, Greg's having a hard time." I said, I already reached out to him already. He's like, "Oh, Greg. yeah." Mott's like, "I would have felt bad if I didn't reach out to you and tell you what was going on." You know, but it's like he's got this support group all of a sudden with us. He's been in a, he's been a supporter of the podcast for years, and he does his own little thing with the with the uh, Shell Shock Network, mm-hmm. where he he streams all his video games. Um, he does podcasting. He also streams for charities. Like every time, you know, like he's he's that kind of kid, you know, and and yeah. um, it doesn't go unnoticed. So, Greg, I, I I know I told you this behind the scenes. I messaged you. I need you to know that we love you. We're thinking of you. We want you to get better. And anytime you need help, there's always someone there. I feel like I'm alone all the time, and I'm surrounded by the greatest people I can ever. I have the greatest support group ever. And every day I wake up and I and I feel alone. Okay, but I know I have that in my back pocket. And if you and if you feel like you don't, you do the same thing you did yesterday. You go get help. Mm-hmm. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Everybody needs help once in a while. A swift kick in the ass, a pat on the back, a hug, a handshake, a kiss, anything that'll get you by. This world is cruel. It'll fucking take you in. It'll bite you up. It'll fucking spit you out. And it'll be the worst thing in, it, it can happen. But in the same breath, this life is beautiful. And it's good, and you, it's what you make of it. And I'm I'm almost a half a century in, and I can tell you, I've lived a life, and I still want to live. There are days where I don't feel like that, but there are days, and there, I have more good days than bad now because I put myself in that position. You may not be able to get to it right away, but you're going to get there. And, and the whole part of it is the journey. Yeah. The whole part of it is the journey, so... That's 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 great news, especially uh, you know to hear somebody, you know the the it's it's about the upswing. It's not it's not about you know the the, the kick out is more important than than what's happening now. You know it's it's easy to take the low road, um, and I was afraid to do it. Like I didn't want to go on, but I was also afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was a good thing. The bottom line is though, it's like you, there's a there's a place. In this world for you, and you've made your niche. You know, you did the whole. He wanted to be a hairstylist. He went to fucking hair cutting school. Yeah. He wanted to be a fucking professional wrestler. He went to wrestling school. Like you're doing it, man. Squeeze as much as you can out of life. Just take it by the balls, man. It doesn't matter what your sexual preference is. Doesn't matter your nationality. Doesn't matter your skin color. It if you're a good human. And you're fucking, and you're a good soul. There was a qualities that will take you to the end of your time, and that's the bottom line. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it for us. We're gonna wrap it up tonight. So, you guys all know the social media handles. As Jay fucking sings the outro. Um, we got a couple more episodes left. We're all Survivor Series this month, kids. So pack a fucking lunch. Yep. We're doing Survivor Series. Until the end of the month, until we break bread and do what the Indians did. 
stuff off faces and watch football. No, the Indians didn't watch football. <laughs> but and watch the Survivor Series. I watch the Survivor Series every fucking year. I watch 80, 88 and 89. 80, no, 87 and 88. So have a good rest of your week. Peace and chicken grease. Don't get the clap. And um, take care. Comb your hair if you have any. Oh, yeah. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie.